focus on learning how to write and speak clearly. You can have all the brain power in the world, but you have to be able to transmit it. And the transmission is communication. Those powerful words were said by Warren Buffett. And I can tell you that I embrace those words daily. My name is Ann Jackal, and I am the founder of Stand Up and Speak, which began as a passion project for me in teaching public speaking, effective communication, and of course, listening skills. And today I'm so excited to be talking to you today about the power of the spoken word and stand up and speak. But I am more excited to have our guest here, Miss Natty, who has just been promoted to the vice principal of our school, Stand Up and Speak. Welcome, Miss Natty. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am so exciting as well. Tell me, how long have you been with us? I think this year is going to be five years, but I don't know. I don't count the years because it just feels like I've been here forever and it feels amazing to be here. Like even having like that first year go by, it didn't feel like it's been a year. I feel like it's been a lifetime and I've learned so much just being here and just growing as a public speaker myself now. It's just made me feel like a strong person. Communication is definitely a lifelong skill. So if you're feeling that already, you're in good hands. Tell me, what do you love the most about teaching public speaking? One thing that I love the most about teaching public speaking is is that it's a life skill that everyone needs to have and utilize. And when I see these students go up there and they're able to speak in front of large groups of people, or even if it's a small group in front of their classmates, and their confidence is growing week by week. And I'm glad to see that I can see that as a teacher because in school, as an educator, I don't really get to see that as often because we're more of like writing and reading and stuff like that. But with speaking, because it's such a powerful art, when I get to hear these kids' thoughts and ideas and them sharing it with everybody, it allows me to learn from them and just see them grow and succeed and feel confident. It feels like I'm giving back to them, which is what I ideally would like to do. Okay. And teachers always give back. I know that you're a teacher full-time in the classroom five days a week. And then again, here in the evening in the studio. So how important is speaking for the next generation? I would definitely say speaking is so important for the next generation. I feel like growing up, we focus a lot more on speaking than we do now within schools, especially with technology. You see our kids are addicted to the phone where they're either like texting through the phone or they're watching videos. So they're missing that social interaction. Whereas like back in the days, you would see kids going out there and interacting with each other. So for me, one thing that I really like to do, and it's because I've taken it from stand up and speak, is I have students present in class all the time. And when I see them presenting and sharing their thoughts and their voices and ideas, I see them growing as individuals. And even here at Stand Up and Speak, like having students share their voice and not through some media form, whether it's through TikTok or an Instagram post, it's allowing them for actually like for them to actually express themselves where they're not doing that as much right now because social media is taking over with that. So for me, it's really important to have students' voices be heard and for us to like spread the message of why the like power of speaking is so important for everybody, not just like our younger generations, but also the older ones too, because we learn from each other when we're speaking and listening. Absolutely. And I think too, with the lack of social, I guess, relationships for the past two years with COVID, it's nice to see that we're now breaking away from being inside and having those conversations one-on-one. Absolutely. So most people are afraid of public speaking. Can you believe that public speaking is the number one fear in the world? I can definitely believe that. (laughs) So in your experience and your wisdom, 
what would you say to somebody who is extremely nervous and wants to become a better speaker, but just don't have the tools to? I definitely say practice and come to stand up and speak. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I great promotion, right? <laughs> I would say growing up, I used to have such a fear of presenting in front of like my classmates or just even like going up to people and talking to them. But just these four years working here at Stand Up and Speak, I've grown so much. Like I've become a moderator at competitions and I'm speaking in front of large audience and I don't even get the butterflies in my stomach. So just even being here as a teacher, I've been able to grow and learn so much from it. Even doing interviews now, I used to get so scared having to do an interview, but through interview coaching and training with Miss Jackal, I feel that confidence there doing these interviews where I'm not nervous and I'm not over like thinking my questions. I'm more able to answer the questions more confidently without overthinking. So you have to practice. Speaking is a skill that just like with sports, the more you practice, the better you become. If you're not going to practice and actually put yourself out there and challenge yourself, you're definitely not going to grow as a speaker. So practice, join Stand Up and Speak if you would love to, because I think you would love to learn some new like skills of how to speak and how to present and all that kind of stuff. So definitely even Stand Up and Speak joining it, you're going to learn a lot from it. Okay. And we do have many different types of programs. We're in the community centers in Mississauga and Oakville. We have an eight-week confidence builder program as well, along with our flagship competitive program, which is an eight-month program. You know, when I think of talk time, this is what I think is the most important thing in public speaking, is we don't have enough talk time. And I know that Malcolm Gladwell has this 10,000-hour rule. Most people have not spoken or practiced for 10,000 hours. How do you get the hours under your belt to become as confident and comfortable as you are today in speaking? I would definitely say my job being a teacher, I speak all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely like speaking at work and even speaking here at Stand Up and Speak, that helps. But just for me, like even coming to work, I'm learning new things every day. Like, and I'm being able to socialize. Like if I wasn't having those social interactions, that's a form of speaking. Like I wouldn't be gaining that experience. For me, like challenging myself. So I know before I would never want to be like a moderator at competitions because I'd be so terrified. But now being like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to challenge myself and get up there and do it. So the more talk time that I'm allowing myself, whether it's in the classroom, with my friends, at home, with my parents and stuff like that, the more I'm challenging myself to like get myself out of that comfort zone and hear my voice and have my voice be heard as well. And, you know, I've seen you moderate. <laughs> Two years ago, we went online for our online competitions and Honestly, I think it's harder to moderate online than it is in person having 300 people staring back at you. I, I agree. Because you don't even, you don't know who's there. So you're not seeing them. And it's not that same experience where like you're like in front of people, you're gaining that experience. But when you're doing it online, you're not gaining that experience. So I would definitely say I enjoy it more in person than I did do it online. Okay. You know, public speaking is hard. <laughs> You're, you're doing way too many things. You're, you're second guessing yourself. You're worried about your body language. Are you looking at the audience? Do you have butterflies? Are there signs of nervousness? What is the hardest form of public speaking in your opinion? I would say the filler words because some, I don't think we hear it as we're speaking. Like even now speaking to you, I'm like, am I saying any filler words? So I never know if I'm really having the filler words. And even when kids are presenting, they'll be like, was there any filler words that I said? And you're hearing it because you're making note of it if they say the same word repeatedly. But I would definitely say it's the filler words because you never really hear it when you're speaking. 
And I think most filler words come out during impromptu speaking when you're not prepared a topic of what to talk about. And I know a little bit later on, we're going to be playing rapid fire, which I'm really excited about, where I'll ask you 10 questions and you'll have less than one minute to answer them, hopefully with no filler words. I know, we got to keep track of the filler words. <laughs> Do you think you're up for the challenge? I'm always up for the challenge. <laughs> I love it. So let's just talk a little bit about impromptu speaking. What are some tips that you can share with us to strengthen your skills in uh, speaking without any preparation at all? With speaking without any preparation, I always say challenge yourself to speak about something you're not comfortable with because you're always going to get thrown a topic that you might not be too familiar with. So if you're able to speak about something that you might not have too much information or you might not really know much about, it's going to allow you to challenge yourself a little bit more and get like the nerves out of the way with impromptu speaking. Because at the end of the day, you don't know what the question is going to be. So you want to make sure you're fully prepared. And with impromptu speaking, I would definitely say it helps you tremendously when it comes time to doing interviews. Because you just don't really, you have an idea of what a question could be or what they may ask you, but you don't know 100% what those questions are going to be. So kind of challenge yourself with trying to answer questions that you're not too familiar with. Also, like with impromptu speaking, it's all about gaining that confidence to speak about something and really know what you're talking about. Even if you might not know what the answer is or what the question really is, you kind of have to like almost figure out what you want to do with that question and go with it. So don't second guess yourself and don't stand there and kind of overthink what you want to say, because that's when you're going to notice that you're going to have these long pauses and the filler words are going to come out because you're trying to figure out what to say. But if you have a general idea and framework of what it is that you do want to say, then go with the flow and carry on with that because that's going to help build your confidence more and more as you continue to do impromptu speaking. And with impromptu speaking, the more you practice, the better you'll become. It's not going to happen overnight. And that's where a lot of conversations come in and that's where that practice. I know even with impromptu speaking, just having a personal story to start off with and then expand the content to whatever the message it is and go with the flow. That's great advice. So let's go with the flow here. I have a topic and I'm going to test you on impromptu speaking and I want you just to go with the flow. Do you know what the number one topic is conversational that most people talk about today in the world? I want to say politics. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're not going to talk politics today, (laughs) but we are going to talk about the weather. Okay. That is the number one topic that that brings most people together. So Talk about the weather. Well, I would say that the past two weeks in Canada have been very gloomy and gray and just, I don't know, I guess with it being January and you're kind of over the holidays now and the New Year's just begun, you're really feeling the gloominess and you're just kind of like, oh my God, is it ever going to end? I feel like the temperature has been great. So I can't complain about that. We've been in like high single digits or even double digits, but I would just like some vitamin D because I really feel like it's just at this point necessary to kind of get us going and maybe get people out of this funk. And in Canada right now, it is winter time and you would expect snow, but we've had a tremendous amount of rain these past two weeks. So even if we get a little snow just to kind of get that winter feeling going, that would be kind of great, but I'm not going to complain because the temperature is nice, but I would like to see some sun. I agree with you. I know a lot of our students get excited whenever it snows and they're hopeful that maybe there could be a snow day. What do you do on a rainy day or a snowy day when you can't go anywhere? What I like to do ideally is I'll plan for activities for school. And then after I'm done planning activities for school, 
I have my own personal addiction, which is Netflix. I just love to sit there and kind of watch new shows, new documentaries, new series on Netflix. So I would say do a little bit of like work first. So planning for school, whether it's here at Stand Up and Speak or my other job. And then if I'm done all that, I definitely like to sit down and relax and watch some Netflix. I'm with you on that. Netflix, fireplace going and a hot cup of tea. Yes. Sounds wonderful. Lately, I've been following the World Junior Hockey Championship on the East Coast. Were you watching it at all? No. (laughs) And I'll tell you, I'm not a hockey fan, but what I do love is how they interview the players at the end of the periods or at the end of the game. And I just watch the speakers speak passionately about the game and how poised they are under pressure. And of course, we all know that speaking is stressful. How do you alleviate some of the stress in preparing to, let's say, do a prepared speech or for yourself in being a moderator? I think for me, it's like I want to make sure that I'm prepared before I go up there because I think it's important for me to have an idea of what I'm talking about. I don't want to over-rehearse it because then it kind of looks robotic, but I do like to kind of get an idea of what it is that I'm going to be speaking about. And I think for us or what I see a lot in the classroom is that we kind of tend to be nervous about what people are going to think about us or how they're going to kind of interpret our presentations or what they're going to say at the end of the day. Because a lot of the times we kind of value people's judgments about us and we take that to heart, right? For me, I kind of put that to the side where I want to make sure that I do the best that I can. So I want to make sure I give 120% every time I go up there and do any type of presentation that I'm giving or anytime I have to prepare some type of presentation, I want to give it my all. So if I know I've put in the time and the effort, the last thing that I'm going to worry about is other people's opinions or judgments about me and how I or how they thought I did during that presentation, because it's kind of important for me to grow. And if we're always going to take that feedback and take it to heart and always kind of feel down about it, whether it is a negative one or it could be positive, you just want to make sure that you're growing from it. So take the constructive feedback, go with it and then work on it yourself. And then that positive feedback, learn from it. Right. Like that's good things that you can take and utilize and then use it as you do future presentations as well. That's great advice. And that's just. Similar advice that I would give to a competitive student, don't worry about who you're competing against, compete against yourself and ask yourself, are you better today than you were last week? And again, that is growth and growth is empowering. Yeah. So I'm dying to ask you, do you have one motivational speaker or speaker that resonates with you or that you like listening to? I like to know who that is and why? Well, I would definitely say even when I started here, I guess when I first started working at Stand Up and Speak, the person that kind of like drew me to it was Laurie Ann Jackal. And then I don't know. Oh, no. I know. When I sat there, like when I first sat there and I watched her like present and even just moderate, I was in awe. Like it's just the way you can captivate the room and everyone's listening to you. To me, that's like it speaks volumes. And just hearing your own experiences when you're doing those competitions and when you had your own time, like your own public speaking time, it was just for me, like it's empowering to see that you've done this and you're so strong at it and you've helped myself grow. And I see you helping all these other students grow as well. To me, it just speaks volumes. Just hearing you speak, it's just like everyone is silent in the room and everyone's eyes are on you and their ears are listening and they're excited to hear what you're about to say and present. So I would definitely say it's you, Lorianne. Wow. I wasn't expecting that. And that is not on our script for today, (laughs) but thank you so much. And I actually enjoy watching you speak. And it's nice to be able to see somebody five years ago 
and then watch them five years later and watch how they've grown as a speaker and be mesmerized with the spoken word. So I'm going to throw that right back at you. Thank you. But honestly, it's because these five years I spent it with you. I really don't think I would be where I am today or the speaker that I am today if it wasn't for you. Wow. Thank you. And I probably wouldn't be as enriched and as educated as I am today if I didn't have you in my life. Thank you. That's our mushy <laughs> moment in our, in our podcast today. We're going to just switch the gear for a little bit about talking about uh, rapid fire. And this is a, I'm going to say a segment that came up with one of our other teachers who said, wouldn't it be great to put you on the hot seat for a moment? And I know that we do not like feeling uncomfortable or reaching out of our comfort zone. So before we start the round of rapid fire, how do you feel about sitting in a hot seat? Um, I feel, you know, it's a little nerve wracking because we don't know. Well, I don't know what the questions are going to be, but I'm interested in seeing what these questions are and what my answers are going to be. Okay. And, and I'm actually excited about seeing what your answers are going to be right now. So I've kind of got you warmed up. Are you ready to kind of just give it? It's our first podcast. You know what I mean? Don't hold back. Let's see how you do. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to ask you 10 questions and answer as quickly as possible, but try not to say a filler word. Okay. And try not to take any longer pauses. Okay. Like we'll allow, what, one or two seconds, but anything more than that, we're not going to buzz you or anything. Maybe in our third or fourth podcast, we will get a buzzer here, okay. but we're just going to ask the questions and some of the answers, I think I already know. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. And of course, we're sitting here today and we've got our producer, director, and editor, Mr. Varun with us, and he's going to be our timekeeper right now. So he'll kind of give us the, all right, you're ready to start. And when the one minute is over... We'll just say stop. Okay. But I'm pretty confident in you. I've got the belief. I feel like I can do it. <laughs> I know you can do it. And that's half the battle with public speaking is saying is. to yourself, I can, I can do, do it. it. Okay. All right. Let the clock begin. One minute on the clock. I'm going to start off with your first question. Okay. Your favorite motivational speaker. Um. So I've said this previously, but I would say Lori Ann Jackal. Favorite season. Summer, because I was born in the summertime. Best advice you've ever received? Always push yourself and don't give up. Would you rather go to the beach or the mountains? Beach. Your favorite food? Ooh, anything Middle Eastern. <laughs> favorite movie of all time? Favorite movie of all time? Oh, man. She's the man. Oh, she's the man? She's oh, the man. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> One word to describe you. Positive. Your New Year's resolution? Didn't make any New Year's resolutions. I want to go by the flow. Best public speaking advice that you can give us today? When you're speaking, be as confident as you can be and don't let the voices in your head get to you. Coffee or tea? Tea all the way. And that's 10 seconds. That's, that's actually one minute, right? Ah, I just made it. <laughs> the secret buzzer just went off and you did it. So congratulations. And you know, in life, we are always at sometimes in the hot seat and it's up to us to kind of embrace that. And as you mentioned earlier, go with the flow and you did a fantastic job. Thank you. That was actually awesome. Those were some really good questions. Those were some good questions. And you know what? I know that the next podcast, you're going to be the host 
and you're going to have to come up with your own 10 questions to ask the next guest. I feel a little bit worried about the next guest coming on. I have some good questions to ask. (laughs) Okay, excellent. So I know that we're going to be wrapping up pretty soon. And in closing, what I'd like to say is, Miss Natty, thank you so much for being our first guest on uh, Stand Up and Speak and for sharing your wisdom, your advice, and enlightening us about the spoken word. Closing words. What would be your closing comments, closing statements for somebody that perhaps is listening right now and unsure whether they should take a class or learn this lifelong skill? What would you say to them? I'd say, well, first, like, thank you for having me and allowing me to be the first guest speaker. And I would definitely say if you're nervous, the best thing you can do is sign up and try it out. The teachers here are incredible. You're going to be in a safe space. You're going to learn and you're going to grow. And that's the best thing you can do for yourself as a speaker. So if you know you're really timid and nervous to get up there and do presentations or just talk to people, have small conversations, the best advice I can give you is to sign up for a public speaking class like Stand Up and Speak. Take our competitive program if you feel like challenging yourself or take our confidence builder program. If you want private coaching so you can start off small, you can do that as well. But if you're not going to put yourself out there and challenge yourself, you're never going to be able to grow. And the only way you can really grow as a public speaker is through practicing and speaking as much as you can. Okay. And I agree with you 100%. Great advice. Our website, standupandspeak.com for anybody that's interested in joining one of our classes or just give us a shout out and say hi to Miss Natty or me, Laurie Ann. And we look forward to seeing you the next time on Stand Up and Speak. Mm-hmm.